sometimes it's good to notice that this, the, the solution is sort of tailored to the problem, yeah? So, if the solution is relief of the bondage of self, it must be the bondage of self that's the problem, yeah? I mean, if we're asking for relief of the bondage of self, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if we're asking for relief of the bondage of self, then the problem must be bondage of self. Yeah. My and the friend, sorry, sorry, I didn't press an arm now. All right, so right. is it go. moving? Yeah. Yeah, there's now. Just stay right there the whole time. No, no, no. Well, there's a in the big book of AA. There's a point where it's called the third step prayer, and what people are doing are they, they're asking to be relieved of the bondage of self. They're not setting out of out of on a course to produce the, the relief from the bondage of self. They're asking, yeah, a power greater than themselves to relieve them of the bondage of self, which is the whole attitude of recovery is more on surrender, yeah? So you're not going to get up and do all this shit. It may look like you do stuff, but the doing stuff just initiates a possibility. It doesn't produce anything. The doing just opens something up so that something can change, yeah? So I don't see the program of recovery as a way of changing. It's you're submitting yourself to be changed. Yeah, so you do what we do, go where we go, and then there'll be a change that will come over you. And the change is you'll have sanity where you used to have the insanity that preceded the first drink, and you'll realize you can't get drunk unless you take the first drink. Yeah? So the solution is all about not taking the first drink. It's not about how am I going to get home after the 20th drink or how can I get away and not tell my wife. It's, 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 it's an abstinence to the first drink. Now, you can apply that to a lot of things. Abstaining from the first thought, let's say, or abstaining from the feeling. Abstaining, abstaining. Now, it sounds like from when the mental state hears it, it sounds like something to do. All right, I'm going to be busily abstaining. But there's really nothing to do. Yeah, it's more of an attitude or an effect. You now have the ability, which was sort of unsuspected before, to be able to abstain from that which is going to lead to the first drink or the first fucking arrest or the first something. Yeah? So, the whole recovery is more about a surrender and submitting oneself. So here it says, we're, gonna, we're praying, we're open up to a power greater than us, yeah, to please relieve us of the bondage of self. So the bondage of self is not a bondage to self. It didn't happen in a certain day, at a certain time, at a certain place, with a certain utensil, like a handcuff or something. We're not ha- bonded to self. You see, the wording is perfect. It's bondage of self. So bondage to self, with there, there's a thing called self, a real fucking thing, and then there's a real you, and somehow you're bonded to it, like you've been handcuffed to it. Yeah? And so if you could find a key and open up the key, you would leave the self. Yeah? So you wouldn't be bound to the self anymore. But the bondage of self is, is the feeling of being the one who's bound, the feeling of, the, of being the one who wants to get relief, and the feeling of being the one who gets the relief. That's the bondage of self. Yeah? The bondage of self is there in the bondage, seemingly. It's there looking for the relief, and it's there when you seem to find the relief. 
So the bondage of self is covering all the bases. While you're you're in bondage, there it is. When you're getting out of the bondage seemingly by doing shit, there it is. And when there's an arrival of the freedom from the bondage, which is always very temporary, there's you again. So the bondage of self is the sense of being the one who is bound and the one who gets relieved. You see? It's different. It's a different sense. So the bondage of self is an activity. Yeah? So that activity can be happening when you seem to be bound. It can be happening when you're seemingly trying to get relief. And it can be happening when you think you arrived at the relief. Yeah? So there's the one that was bound, the one that's practicing and working hard to get relief, and the one that's relieved. That one is constant. The bondage of self is going on all the time. You're thinking you're in self, and all the time you're thinking, I want to get out of self, and all the time when you're thinking you're out of self. The bondage of self is co- completely covering the whole ball game. You know what I mean? So there's never, no, you're never leaving the arena. Yeah? You're, you're like, you're near the goal line of freedom from the bondage of self. And then you're way away, you've got 90 yards to march to the bondage, to get free from the bondage of self. And the score's looking good that you are free from the bondage of self, but the bondage of self hasn't gone at all. Yeah? The one who thinks it's free, the one who thinks it's bound, is still in place. So the bondage of self is an activity. How could it not be anything else? If it was an event, it would be bondage too. All right, I became bound to self, 1985, in Mill Valley, California. I know when it happened. It was in Starbucks when they mixed up my latte and gave me a mocha. Then I suddenly, I became bound to self, and I've been drinking over that ever since. Yeah? And I want to be free from the bound, from the self, but I want to be, you don't realize, the bondage of self is that you're going to want to be free from the bondage of self as a self. So the bondage of self goes on continuously. It goes on when you think you're bound. It goes on when you think you're free. The bondage of self is an activity that's following you or going along with you because of our belief in it, yeah? That we're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Every step of the way, even when the step is going to the exit or you're thinking you're entering it, it's always the same activity. There's a bondage of self. You see the difference? So, the bondage of self is there when it's hearing a message about not being bound to self. The bondage of self is here when you leave and then you think you fall back into the bondage of self. The bondage of self is there when you seem to get relief again at 3 o'clock when you get the massage. I'm now free from the... But the bondage of self is an activity that goes along with all those other activities. Yeah? But this activity of the bondage of self, when it's going along and you're doing something, seemingly, it has the sense of you're the one that's doing it. You see? So then there's meditation. Beautiful meditation. But the bondage of self is going on at the same time, the act of being identified as a self. So suddenly, there's a feeling that it's you that's meditating. So now, the meditation gets trumped by the bondage of self. And then you'll pursue to try to get out of self as the meditator. 
which is the bondage of self. So as Ramana pointed out, your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the bondage of self. How can they destroy it? That's sort of the dilemma. So if you see, like, I get this all the time. These, these people, I'm doing a, a web thing tomorrow with them. I gave a talk at their site months ago, and then they say, oh, everyone keeps talking about selfing. And they call us up and say, oh, we're selfing. We've been selfing all day. And I said, well, then I'm going to do another one because that's not it. I'm going to do another interview to correct that because it's the, the bondage of self is the feeling of being the one who's selfing. The bondage of self is the feeling of being the one who is self, that selfing's driving crazy. That's the selfing. That's the bondage of self. The bondage of self is not the selfing. The selfing facilitates the bondage of self. The bondage of self is that where we find ourselves firm in faith that we're something other than what we are. That's it. I'm going to read this thing from the Course. Because our friend is here. He came all the way from the Netherlands, so I better talk to about the course of miracles. Yeah? Yeah. So this is one of my favorite things because I haven't read the book a long time. I fell upon this and I didn't need to read anymore because this is pretty good. So I don't know what they're meaning when they say this first sentence, but I'm going to say it anyway. Yet we have heard a very similar description earlier. I would imagine it is, it is, it's the description of what we're not, right? Because what we are can't be described, but what we're not can be described, yeah? And what we're not is a set of activities that are implying there's a someone. That's what it is. All the what we're not is activities, mental activities, that imply a stationary thing, yeah? And the activities, ha the, this activity happens after conscious contact, but it has a beautiful move. It implies it was before conscious contact. So now suddenly, you're not looking at the game board from square four. You believe square four is square zero. So your interpretation of the game board is completely a misperception, but because you're identified as mis the misperception, you think it's you seeing it that way. Yeah? That's the ultimate misperception, that there's a you that's having the perception. So here it goes. But still, this strange idea, and I'm going to just change it for my own purposes. This strange idea is that you're a long-lasting, independent, separate thing. Yeah. That's the strange idea. But this strange idea, which it does accurately describe, you think is you. There's no way that activity could be you. It can only seemingly get there through thinking. Yeah? So here's the activity, and then there's you, this idea, this fucking phantom island, and the only way you can get to fantasy island is through the bridge of thinking. So it says, this crazy idea you think is you. You could never get there any other way because you're not getting anywhere. It's just mythical thinking. Yeah? You never go to Fantasy Island. The Fantasy Island you're wanting to go to is part of a bigger Fantasy Island you're already on. So, in that Fantasy Island, which you're not recognizing as Fantasy Island, you have a dream of a Fantasy Island. And you say, i got to give up that dream of a Fantasy Island, but you're on a Fantasy Island, seemingly. 
don't, why not let the lens open up more? Why put a period on it? The, the, the aperture can open up and more will be revealed. It's not revealed this way, it's revealed that way. Yeah? This is just myopic. Now you see, you know everything about the tree, but you miss the whole fucking forest. This is, you'll see more. And the only thing that's stopping it is our believing that it can't go anywhere else. Our believing in periods and fucking ends of sentences and of paragraphs. And then, really, the whole book we're living is, is the beginning is, oh, I felt this lovely light, but I got to go to work on Tuesday. But is the beginning of the fucking world. And it could be B-U-T-T because it's the same type of shit. Yeah. Oh, I feel so great at a meeting, but... It's, don't you see it as a pledge of allegiance? When you're here and everything's pretty chilled out, your head says, oh, fuck that. I'm worried about will it be chilled out on Tuesday. What is that but seek hiring a fucking failed system? So he goes, but this still, but still this strange idea persists, in a sense, which it does accurately describe you think is you. Reason or wisdom would tell you that the world you see through eyes that are not yours must no, make no sense to you. Yeah. Reason or wisdom would tell you that the, that the world you see through these eyes would make no sense to you. Hoang Po, instead of 800 pages, takes this succinctly and says, whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. Yeah? So these eyes, yeah, that are seeing this world, is they're not what's perceiving. What you are isn't based on these eyes. These eyes see a world, a separation world, a world of things, yeah? But what we are, the true vision, this, this freaking message makes no sense to what we are at all. That's why it, it's like a propaganda channel. It's got to play all day, all day about the importance of time and doing and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. To whom would seeing such as this, yeah, with these two eyes, perception, to whom would seeing such as this send back its messages? Yeah. To, to whom is the ca channel K-Paul sending back its messages? To who is the channel K-Paul trying to sell products to? To whom? To whom is it? Is it you? Is it truly you? Is it truly you that's in a constant state of needing something outside of yourself to be okay? Is that truly you? That's a space to a built is built to be a consumer of things, but never, never getting satisfied by anything it consumes. Is that really us? So, to whom are these messages of the brain, of the eyes? Who are they sending the message back to? It's obviously not us. Surely not you. Surely, surely. I mean, it's basically. He, he's nice, but he's basically saying, hey, fuck, it's not you. I mean, he's going, surely it's not you. How could you possibly even entertain for a second you are a thing like you stop behind the cheekbone? <laughs> you know what I mean? 
surely not you whose sight is wholly dependent of the eyes that look upon the world. What the hell is he talking about? So he's talking about we have a sight that's wholly independent of these eyes that see the world. That's seeing. When we say seeing, we're not talking about what's being seen by this. We're talking about that which is wholly independent of the eyes that see the world. That seeing, that awareness. Yeah. I love this. Truly not you whose sight is wholly independent of the eyes that look upon the world. If this is not your vision, let's possibly say, let's possibly say the narration in one's head isn't describing your vision. It's describing a dystopian vision, a fucking Armageddon-type vision, a vision of time and separation and needs not meant and wants not, wants not fulfilled, yeah? A, a vision of lack and vulnerability and ability to have tons of fucking pain and suffering, yeah? If this is not your vision, what can it show to you? What can it show to you if it's not yours? That it's not yours. I'm getting fried here. That which I'm not is getting fried. Yeah. Why would you have to put a hat on if it isn't you? Because I don't want to have a fucking sunburn. Oh, that's very deep. No, it's fucking simple. So, this is, follow this if you can. I'm following it right now because I love it. If this is not your vision, what can it show to you? So, as Jesus says, you're in this world, but not of this world. So, what's the vision of this world? I'm seeing things. There seems to be separation between me and you. There seems to be something called a Saturday that was preceded by a Friday, that there's going to be a Sunday, and time goes on, and things slowly erode or quickly erode, like your hairline or something, and this is going on, and I seem to have a lot of needs, and, and a lot of needs that I call wants, and I'm always in the casino being concerned that I may not get the winning number. Yeah? I may never be loved, I never met this, I may never have a family, on and on, yeah? That's basically the condition I'm in, seemingly, when I'm in this world. But he says, thank God you're not of this world. So, to me, Jesus is an incredible follower of negation. It's not saying anything. He says, hey, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. It's not saying, he's not saying, fuck this world. He says, you're in this world, but the, the thing is, you're not of this world. That your vision is wholly independent of this world. Wholly independent. In other words, your vision doesn't need to be dictated by the form of looking called self-centeredness. You can see outside the box. It's a possibility. You can have the okayness you're hoping to find later on. You cannot have it. You'll have it by giving it away. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. You will not, oh, I have, I've gotten enough to be okay. I have more than I ever want to be okay. No, you'll be okay. And maybe you'll have gratitude for the little you have from being okay. And maybe if you're not inherently okay, you're never going to be grateful for all the shit you have. 
You're always going to be like that hungry ghost with the little mouth and a huge belly. Nothing's going to satisfy you because you're shopping at the wrong fucking restaurant. You're catering joy and peace here. You're not getting it here. You're the caterer of it. It's coming through us. If this is not your vision, what can it show to you? The brain cannot interpret what your vision sees. Yet it does. It interprets what your vision sees and says there's a real world, there's separation, you're fucking not going to get what you want, and you're going to lose what you have, and so on and so forth, so that we're all always on a high alert of anxiety. Even when we seem to be peaceful, we're worried, will I be peaceful tomorrow? That isn't peace. There is no peace through time. The peace is wholly independent of this fucking place. The brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. The brain, taking in what's being seen from here, yeah, what's being seen with these eyes that we're wholly independent of, is interpreting everything going on to the body. Yeah? And then, so when you talk to someone who is listening to the brain, and you say there is no body, it sees that as a total impossibility, because it's entertaining the idea of not being boxed as a body from the body. If you could see it from another point of view, what seemed like an impossibility would seem like a fact. It's like you can't sit here and sit for days, I'm not a body, I'm not a body, I'm not a body, as a body. You're negating the body as a body will reinforce the idea of being the body. You don't need to negate the body. Negate the one, yeah? Negate the phantom one. Negate that all these activities imply there's this one stationary thing that's actually doing all the activities. But actually, the activities are doing the you. The activities of selfing are producing the sense of self. And all they need is our belief, as it says here beautifully. Yet you have listened to it. But what it says you can... All right, the brain interprets to the body, of which it is a part. Of course. But what it says you cannot understand. Yeah. It's like the idea of an ant on the elephant. The ant is going to interpret the elephant from the ant's point of view. It can't... Even if it entertains a human point of view, it's going to entertain the human point of view as an ant. You see? So, when we, as a body, entertain an enlightened view... It becomes an understanding that shows no fucking value when the shit hits the fan. It's just an understanding, as an ant. When the whole point is, is the bondage is not... the. It's the bondage of the being the ant, not the ant being in, bound, in bondage, yeah? It's the bondage of being the ant. For you and I to see the elephant from the ant's point of view, we must be identified as the ant. And that ant can hear every freaking story of what an elephant truly is, and it's going to deny it because it's hell holding fast to the idea, I fucking perceived it as this. But the ant is wholly independent of the vision of those fucking ant eyes. <laughs> 
But what it says you cannot understand, yet you have listened to it. Why? Why the hell do we listen to it? Because it's spun to be about you. That's all it is. You have not thought about Stanley today. I bet you. If you're not a Stanley, and especially you're not going to be listening to thoughts about Stanley five years ago if you're not a Stanley. You've got to see the, the honey of the whole activity is you and me. Yeah? He says it here. But what it says you can understand, yet you have listened to it, and long and hard you tried to understand its messages. You have not realized it is impossible to understand what fails entirely to reach you. You have received no messages at all, you understand, for you have listened to what can never communicate at all. Think then what happens. All right, think then what happens. So then implies time, yes? So this seemingly gets set up, and then what happens? Denying what you are, denying what you are. Oh, I'm not fucking denying what I am. Well, if you're affirming what you're not all day, that's the denial of what you are. No, I'm trying to affirm what I am. Exactly. That's the denial of what you are. Think then, denying what you are, and firm in faith that you are something else. That's the whole point. Firm in faith. As Jesus says, as you believe, so it is. This is exactly what's happening. We have faith in the selfing. Yeah. We have so much faith in the selfing, we actually believe we're doing it. Yeah? The selfing has convinced us so well that we believe we're seeing. That we are, we are the one who's hearing. That there's actually a one that's doing consciousness right now. Through five magical experiments. Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. But still, we don't see that as the base. There's a belief that we're the one that's doing it. That's the product of selfie. It's not doing, not doing. It's the sense of being the doer or the not doer. People are missing the point. The point isn't correcting one thing to affirm the other. It's negating of both. And then what's left is what's always been so. What is wholly independent of how we see things here. It's not a denial of how we see things here. We're following a fucking GPS. It's all the same, but we think it's different because when it announces itself, it sounds like your voice, and it's so, and it says it's Maria. So then you listen to it. I remember I did a talk near Boston. We got there late. It was in a rural area, and there was a we're going near a railroad track. There was this big commotion. And so there was a stop sign. We waited there, and the cop came over. I said, hey, what happened? They said, oh, a lady turned onto the railroad tracks. She was following her GPS. It told her to turn. Now she's on the railroad tracks, hearing it. She kept following the fucking directions the GPS gave. What is that but firm in faith? You don't even, can't even, you're not even relying on fucking common sense. What's that fucking sound? <laughs> you're on a railroad track. Fifteen yards? It took that long? Yet if it was a GPS telling her to do that, and it was seen as Maria, and her name was Susan, she would have never made that turn. 
What does that imply? It implies our activity. We are in the act of being firm in faith and taking ourselves as what we're not. And we come here and we want to hear about what we're not, but we're firm in faith. We're that which is hearing about what we're not. So the fucking satsang gets nuded like that. And then satsang, which is an invitation, now becomes a fucking way of life for 20 freaking years. Just like any other practice. Because there's a sudden feeling, I'm the one who's at satsang. And even when you're hearing it, and it's going beautifully through, the mental state is so quick it claims it, and once again neuters the invitation. And now it's you going to satsang. And if it's you going to satsang, I don't care how fucking spiritually slick you are, there's a need, there's a drive, you're looking for something. You're looking for something. And it's in nothing. That's where the solution lies. The solution lies in realizing nothing has fucking got to change. Right this second. Nothing. So I feel humbly that statement is us. This is our activity, being firm in faith, yeah, that you are something else. It's not saying you are something else, that's impossible. It's bridged by being firm in faith that you are something else. Something else from what? From that which is wholly independent of the eyes that see the world. This something else that you have made to be yourself. This something else that you have made to be yourself. But you haven't made it. The activity, the selfing is constantly in the making of it. Yeah? The activity of the selfing is in, is in the constant making of it. It can never make it. You are never going to be something else. You see it? It's in the constant making of it. That's why it's an incessant activity. It can't take a break. That's what happens when you do something you love, like surfing or something. There's a, there's a whole thing of the remembrance of self, and you feel fucking great. And then as soon as the self thing regroups, it says it was the water that did it. It attributes it to something other than what really happened, which was you lost interest in the self. As St. Francis says, it's in self-forgetting that you're reborn. Do something you love, and there's a self-forgetting in there, and you're reborn as which was that which has never been born. Yeah? That which has never been born, you can be reborn to every second of the day. You can be reborn to it every second of the day. Denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else. This something else that you have made to be yourself becomes your sight. Even when we're here, 
that which is representing us now becomes the one who's coming to the satsang. And then you re- you're firm in faith that you allow it to come back and tell you what it was like. Oh, this guy is an asshole, spoke. Or, oh, it sounds like everybody else. Just that. You see it? Your representative never brings back the product you sent it out to get. <laughs> By the time it gets home, it's got new tags on it. And stuff. Hey, this seems like it's been worn. It stinks. No, no. You got the message. This is the message. If you keep practicing, you'll fucking finally, 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 not this lifetime, become, become the authentic self. There is one of me that's truly authentic. Just keep working as me towards that goal. And here's another book, but instead of 500, it'll be 800 pages. You'll be your knapsack will be so laid down with books that imply a way of life that would produce lightness and now you're fucking heavied out by them. <laughs> this something else that you have made to be yourself, be, yourself becomes your sight. It's called self-centeredness. We're all looking that way. And the looking is a blindness to that seeing because the seeing is wholly independent of what's looking upon this world. How can that find it? Yet, so that you have made to be yourself becomes your sight. Fuck, unbelievable. Have you ever had an experience when you really misperceive something? You see somebody, I know that motherfucker's thinking about me all day. The person hasn't thought about you in years. And oh, they're, they're planning to fire me today. They're fucking not planning shit. Yeah? But you feel so true. It feels, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're firm in faith with that view. And that view leads us always to guilt and shame about something we've omitted or committed. And then it's like it says in the big book of AA, self manifested in various ways. Guilt and shame is a manifestation of self in one's life. Yes? Misperception is a manifestation of self in one's life. This is how it defeats us. Through identification. That's how it does it. And it cannot make what it wants to make. It's constantly in the making of it. Anytime you interrupt it, there's nothing fucking there. It, didn't, it wasn't 90% complete. It wasn't 40%. It's every time you stop, it's like nothing fucking happened because nothing's happened. If you get out of self right now, it will feel like you were never in it for a fucking second. Because why? You were never in it for a fucking second. But as soon as the, the way we look at the world claims it, and now it makes it an experience you have. And then you hunt for your own absence and good fucking luck. Because you want to be there to experience your own absence. Here. I'm losing the pages here. Oh, fuck it. (laughs) My whole point, humbly, 
is as an understanding level how it worked for me in AA is when I saw that which was defeating me as not me. As soon as I saw that, a possibility came up which is I can be free from it. And when that possibility arose, it also brought back information of I had been trying to be free as that which I'm not for most of my fucking life, since about six years old. Yeah? I had been trying to be free as self. And exactly what AA says, self cannot get out of self, I seem to have been in that for years after years after years. All I got was a shinier identification. Maybe less lines on my face. Maybe a karma demeanor. But radically nothing had changed. There was still me that came after the line implying it was before all lines. It's not going to stop. But you can see it with eyes that are wholly independent of the activity that's producing the sense of self. You can see selfing, and I'm telling you, it's an activity. It never happened. It can just seem to be happening. It's a, telling you, time isn't the way we think it is. The mental state is playing with time all day. It, co- it shows up after and implies it's before. It's the greatest heist of all time and it can only happen seemingly in time. Yeah? That which comes after implies it's before. See it and I, I'm telling you, you'll have a better fucking Saturday. You'll be able to enjoy a latte and not put 8,000 words around it, yeah? You'll have that extra piece of gluten-free fucking raw dessert. You'll be able to meet people finally. Fuck, just to be present is such a joy. You never get gypped, ever. Every feeling, everything. When the delivery comes, you're not out in the shack. You're right at the door. felt ease and contentment, you wouldn't look for it. You wouldn't give it all these gaudy names. If you felt satiated and satisfied and content, you would not be looking for it, ever. You'd be looking from it. You would be what you're looking for. You would bring yourself in the, into the relationships you're in. You wouldn't be waiting for them to fucking bring you into the relationship. You would be there. Yeah? And the joy would be in expressing. Not acquiring and achieving, but expressing. And it doesn't get promoted into concentration and vigilance. It's very open and relaxed. Yeah? it goes totally counter to the mental logic and it'll be such a joy when you start seeing how it really works when the horse is in front of the cart things will make sense like they say in Zen blue will be blue and red will be red you'll see things yeah not from the misperceptions 
but from that which is wholly independent of the eyes that see this world. You and I will finally be available when it's always been available. What an incredible, beautiful day. You're going to be in it all day. All day. Every moment, the value of it is that you're there. Then you get a suntan thrown in. Yeah? Fellowship thrown in. But really, nothing is the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah? I would do you with this service if I fucking gave you anything. I would. I would have lost faith in you. So, there you go. And I actually recorded this one.